The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Scissoring Isn't a Thing. I'm Liz and Darren, you're so far away from me. I'm so far away, but you know what? <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I it have does. a feeling that you're just, you love me more every day I'm not with you. Is that right? It's Am true. Actually, well, remember yesterday I had asked you to send over a video for the Scissoring Isn't a Thing Instagram. And I just, I have it saved on my phone now. And I just watch it over and over. And I love it because I had asked you about all the gay things that you miss being in quarantine. And you shouted out the cubbyhole um, and the Watch What of Happens course. Live crew, which I love. Well, we're very gay over at Watch What Happens Live. If you have never watched the show, I think it's pretty... Uh, it, it screams of everyone being gay over there, and I absolutely love it. So I do miss that. And speaking of gay things, the guest today is our first, I would say, first honest mutual friend that we have, right? Of all of the guests. Like, no. it either comes from well, me or it comes from you, and I feel like okay, Taylor's yeah, I both of right. ours. Yeah, Taylor right? is a true blue, both of our friend, and we're both co-hosts on her weekly radio show i'm the newest co-host which is crazy. yes welcome you're an og taylor strucker show co-host you're on every wednesday right i am you know it, it, it's not fair because before quarantine happened you know i was on every wednesday and i had to wake up at like 6 a.m because a radio show was live from 8 to 10 and i would always complain i'm like oh my god you know so so liz you were you were in the trenches with me you know the <laughs> early morning hours with strecker but uh we're glad to have you as part of the family. You're an awesome addition. And Taylor is like, she's just the best. Like, she's yeah. just incredible what she's built. And, you know, she was a serious co-host for a while on, on Cosmopolitan. And now has really started her own, like, radio empire, right? No, it, like, straight up is a radio empire. And then, um, for those of you guys that don't know who Tr Taylor Strecker is, we highly recommend that you listen to her daily show she also has a podcast called taste of taylor that we've both been on and we've now been doing these live happy hours and darren i have to be honest with you i tried to log into yours but it's the middle of the day west coast for me because we are still in quarantine and so i couldn't watch you but i'm dying to watch one one you one of these days on one of I've her been, live happy hours i watched yours and i gotta say if you watched mine i basically just tried to the joke the running joke for the past few years with me and taylor is that you know, I smoke a lot of pot and her mom doesn't like that, but I've just been trying to win Babette over. Babette <laughs> is her mom. And so it was just me like calling to action, basically saying, please love me for 30 minutes. Um, and I think I've, I've won her over. Taylor Strecker said that her mom thinks I'm adorable. So that's a, that's a win for me. Wait, that's can I tell you the funniest comment on your <laughs> happy hour live? Cause I couldn't watch it, but I went through and looked at all the comments and somebody kept saying, that your hair looked so soft and silky, and I died. I'm like, oh, God. It's my trademark. It's my trademark, for sure. Well, guys, Taylor Strecker is just absolutely incredible. She's witty. She's funny. She's honestly one of my best friends, and we're so excited to bring you Taylor Strecker on Scissoring Isn't a Thing. Enjoy. Scissoring isn't a thing. Liz, you are back in New York City. I love having you here. I love being here. Do you do you have this weird feeling of being in New York? Whenever I go to LA, I'm a very confident person, as you know, but when I go to LA, I feel self-conscious. Do you feel that way about New York? Or you're just like, when I come to New York, bones. I get hit on so fucking much. And I'm like, here I am, here she is, here she has by arrived. men or women. Mm, both. Oh, oh, so maybe you should be a New Yorker. I the dream is that um people listen to this podcast and I could have an apartment. I could be bicoastal. Oh, that is the dream I would I kind have. of to be honest with you though, I kind of am. A bisexual who's bicoastal. Here she Who is. would have thought of that? Well, as you guys know, I like to try and relate to every single one of our guests that we have on. I always like to have a story. Always. I was Eskimo Brothers with Leah McSweeney. And so today's guest Actually, and we have weird like Mike Lewis. We we have, yeah, we have, we have weird friends mutual friends. Yep, anyway, that. so today's very special guest is not only one of my, honestly, like we always say this, but she is like a new budding best friend. And I rarely say that because we're in our 30s and it's very hard to meet friends that you actually care about, that you actually want to spend time with because we get busier and busier and busier. And this is a new friend in my life for the past three years, I would say. Three years? 
And she is honestly, like, I'm obsessed with her. And Liz knows her, too. Her name is Taylor Strecker. Hi, Taylor Strecker. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> um, and so uh, before I give your bio, I just want to say how we met. And yes. then I want to bring in Liz to this conversation. So Wild, small world shit. So I mean, really, this is the smallest world. It yes. is. And this podcast is going to be so fun because uh, we all have such good histories together and such separate histories. But I met Taylor actually through Stassi Schroeder of Vanderpump Rules. So She's my best friend. Uh, I thought I was. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's Saucy. so much prettier than me. <laughs> and it's you. Okay. You guys are pretty in different ways. Yes, True. in different ways. She's actually pretty. Um, <laughs> but she was on the show on Watch What Happens Live, and I was interviewing her for something, I believe. For digital. For digital, some yeah. BravoTV.com thing. And she was. I went into her dressing room, and we've known each other since she started, and she was like, you got to meet. Like, oh, my God, you're a lesbian. My friend Taylor's a lesbian. A new you're, lesbian. You're going to love each other. And uh, I met you there um, briefly, five minutes. I don't think that we really paid attention to meeting each other. Well, I was also like, Stassi, I'm a new lesbian. And I'm also an in-love lesbian. Like, if this is how, like, we're not going to, like, what, are you setting us up? Right. Yeah, so set, I, what, you think you're going to fucking scissor that night? Yeah, exactly. exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Straight, <laughs> straighties always think we want to scissor each other. So I was kind of like probably cold to you because I was like in my own discomfort. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And I'm also a bitch sometimes. Well, and I was drunk. Now knowing you, now the knowing cards you, were stacked against you. Yeah, I mean, now knowing you, it's like kind of funny because you and I are like we have gone deep. Like we've been to Andy's Hamptons house together. Yep. We've like shared. Whoa, 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 whoa! Can I come this summer? Yeah, you, you can. You can. I invited. Uh, it was me, Carson, Taylor, and Taylor. Tyler I know. Scott, I actually see you guys hanging out sidebar on like going on trips together and I don't you love how I just constantly comment on your guys' stuff like <laughs> FOMO sad <laughs> well like, I will I say really really strikes a chord Strecker recently moved to Jersey City so us going on a trip is going to Jersey City it's like a little like yeah. vacation for us we, so she's, you moved we Jer gave up on New York City dreams and we moved to Jersey City no listen my friend has the sickest apartment it's and sick it's insane and we pay between myself and Tay, my girlfriend's name is also Taylor, gay, um, we pay an extra $500 a month, $250 each, and we have six times the space. It I is, in, it, it's insane. No, but it's, it's also, the apartment is insane. No, like, 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 I wish we could rent it out to record this podcast. If it wasn't in Jersey City, like, we exactly. had so much fun. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, even Carson, like, Carson will not travel, like, outside of Williamsburg, but she loves the Taylors so much that she's like, I'll even go to Jersey City for them, which coming from Carson says is a fuck a ton. But we met um, very briefly, and I don't think we really made an impact on each other's nope. lives overly. Again, it was kind of, I, we were working, you were with your friend, it was kind of an yeah. odd thing. And then I want to say maybe six months to a year maybe after that Truly. um our our mutual friend michelle yeah uh you chi 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 you co-host you excuse me you host your own show called taylor strecker show which i'm going to get into in a moment and you needed a guest co-host or guest to come on yes and michelle had recommended me and so when i went in for the first time it was like oh yeah like we have met um and it took a while for us to kind of break down that That's barrier she's a fucking teaser and she <laughs> mm -hmm. basically called me pasty and i am I told me to spray tan, which it was about to get. And I was like, fuck this little bitch coming to my show, <laughs> telling me that my skin color is too translucent. I, I believe, yeah, alabaster might have been the uh -huh, word. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and I don't know what transitioned you to actually falling in love with me. Me neither. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here like, this doesn't really... I don't know if it was... Uh, drinking or what but you know i uh i eventually charmed her over she did and you became one of my really good friends so much so that i was doing a series for bustle yep and i which mm -hmm. i met liz excuse me you guys know how liz and i I'm met with their manager <laughs> we've talked liz and i met in la through our mutual friend sarni we've talked about this before um and then liz all of a sudden you know i'm go liz hooked me up with this bustle shoot um and she texts me like out of the blue nowhere and she's like uh, do you know Taylor Strecker? And I was like, yes. And whenever like, another lesbian says that, you're kind of like, what trouble am I going to get in? Because I didn't know the history. <laughs> right. And so then I text Strecker and I go, dot, dot, dot. Do you know Liz Cully? I literally, first of all, I am so bad with names, number one. Yeah. Um, like the worst. Yeah. So for me, I read it and I was like, I know that name. And then like within a millisecond, I was like, my best friend when I was in like what? High school. Yeah. But you also know. didn't know where I was going with that. So she wrote back, yes, dot, 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 
why? <laughs> and then I was like, I explained it. Then you ended up being on the bustle shoot as well. So it's such a small world. And I want you guys to tell me how you fucking know each other. Because you've known each other longer than I've known both of you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we were like hot and heavy for one summer and one, one summer, summer only. only. Wait, not not hooking up. No, but no. we were hooking up with everybody else that was around and us. And yeah, we were just hoeing sluts. it up. Not... <laughs> Not gay. I mean, yes, I understand we that you're no, I was No, you witnessed the, my very first love. Oh, yeah. He was trouble. Trouble. And then we were trouble. We were we were causing trouble all over San Francisco. So set the scene a little bit. How old were you? Where are we? And how would you guys interact? Years yeah. old. So I was a creepy, like, almost adult hanging out with a child. <laughs> I was going into my senior year of high school. So I was 17. Okay. And my parents shipped me out to San Francisco to live with my Uncle Bo because I was dating a guy that they hated. And so they wanted me to get away from him. So they sent me to my, like, super inappropriate uncle who was, like, such a bachelor. So much fucking fun. Bo Bono. Bo Bono. And if you know anything about casting, he's, like, a big guy, guy in casting. Yeah. Huge. Um, Great and name. Right? Isn't it? So I live with Bo Bono. casting. And he taught me how to drink Bloody Marys at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. He taught me how to eat sushi. <laughs> and we went to Napa. He So he turned me into, essentially, the person alcoholic. you are today. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. And yes, my parents shit me away from a boyfriend to bow to bow to bow which it doesn't doesn't didn't help you and you're 37 tomorrow you will be 37 thank you officially. for yeah thanks for that but i'm just saying this was 20 years ago 20 oh years God. ago that's so that scary that's insane. all i'm saying it feels like yesterday it does actually so he was like he was my pal he was like i'm not here to like boss you around your parents just don't like that guy be free yeah. so i worked for him he fired me because i sucked typical um but i also <laughs> was out there taking acting classes at yeah, some like at very prestigious for, i was just gonna say we were at act summer didn't we have to like you had to you have to audition yeah to get um, in. Denzel Washington also went there what is ACT American Conservatory Theater Jesus Christ Taylor pull it together that's why she got, famous person now she got fired for this exact <laughs> no, no 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 she was working at Bobino casting got yes. fired we went to summer it's you had summer to school. audition but it was like acting school um at ACT American Conservatory Theater which I had gone to as a small child and so I always like continued on with that and there it, it was a bunch of nerds and then super us. nerds and then us and right so because didn't, didn't Bo live where did he wasn't he, he was East in Bay he was in Burbank no that's LA oh fuck he was in was like that's he was in the East Bay he was in like Berkeley or something right so basically not, yeah close. okay so we meet now I'm gonna take over the story yeah so Taylor and I meet obviously we're cool right I was like <laughs> hey I have lots of weed she was like word word so then she basically <laughs> came and lived at my fucking parents house because they were in Tiburon which is like over the Golden Gate Bridge and like a bajillion ferry rides to get to my uncle and so my, yep. my, with my uncle I'm like I mean I'm just I'm here it's closer to school right and he was like, I don't give a shit. I was sleeping on his couch. And yep. he was single and wanted to bang it out. So he's like, stay with her. So we lived <laughs> in her parents' mansion. So I know. That's when my parents had money. Alcohol and, and, a, a, mansion. and, and a mansion. So in, in. You're telling me that I met Liz Cully after your parents had a mansion and after Taylor Strecker smoked weed. Why am I friends with both of you? I right know. Now? Well, I met you at now, the worst time. Anymore. I'm like, God, now my parents are poor. I'm poor. Oh, God. I don't really smoke weed. I mean, I have weed in my bag, but I don't really smoke you weed smoke, anymore. Then you do. I get the well, worst. But, no, but of you. you and I was smoking like blunts. We were smoking blunts. hash. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we were doing, and then we can, and then we can <laughs> move on. We were on. like going to reggae bars. We were going to reggae bars. I mean, we were getting into clubs. I uh, was dating, I, I was dating Max Duenas, yes, who I was. How do we get in? We didn't have fake IDs. No, remember, we You're just walked women. in. I we actually, were so cute. And women. what's funny we so is cute. that I actually, we were really cute. You're still as cute. I don't photos. like the same. Yes, you do. Thank you. I have <laughs> photos of us from this summer, which I'm going to have to dredge up. This is when I was so tying funny. up all my shirts. Oh, I, that yeah. was that phase of my life. So anyway, so <laughs> we were going to nightclubs. We were going to acting school. I was in love with this guy named Max who Trouble. was the big, you want to talk about the guy in your like that you don't want your daughter dating so bad he was the most handsome person i've ever met in my life mm -hmm. he's a total moron he ended up i went to boarding school the next year and he got a girl pregnant and broke up with me like that's how bad this guy like trouble bad. anyway so then i 
went to boarding school, you were at that girls' school in Connecticut or wherever you went. So we kind of lost Gross. touch because yeah, back no, then, no, I, I, no, I, I it was in Massachusetts, but close enough. But I went back to, for my senior year of high school. No, and that's right, because I went to boarding school in Massachusetts too. But right. I had this fantasy, if we're being honest, that we were gonna like stay friends and all this sh- shit. But there was no Facebook. There was there wasn't. no it's cell 20 phones. Years ago. Like, 20, like we're not like texting. Like it didn't work like that. Uh-uh. So I had her parents' phone number, and we talk like once or twice yeah I remember yep and then I went to school in New York years later I went to Ithaca College so I'm off in like my college land and she comes back and you were doing Cosmo Radio and I I think on Twitter saw that she was like a famous person or something yeah she is and I was like hey it's your friend Liz Cully from like the one summer of love in San Francisco and I went out to that bubble lounge yep it was right down the street from where I lived with my now husband well and I met him and they weren't engaged yet and this one with this a-line skirt just fucking bouncing in and is like oh honey I am getting engaged (laughs) and that was the last time was I I in love with him when you we when you met us you you were in in, that's my question she she can answer better than I. I actually can answer this so you and I met and then he joined us but the whole it was so well when I was like probably should have known I was gay because I think I was like in love with you I'm like here she is we're hanging out at the bubble (laughs) lounge um you were just very focused on getting engaged and I don't mean to say that crazy in a weird way I just remember you were so obsessed about it and then you just got engaged after and I told my mom I'm like oh my god I saw Taylor Strucker she's like how is that Taylor I'm like everything you want me to be she's like (laughs) beautiful on the radio and getting married to some dude named Chad or whatever the fuck (laughs) we'll call him Chad I was going to actually say the same. But that's actually a good segue because I just want to give your credentials, okay? Because, I mean, first and foremost, you're one of my best friends. So I feel like that's the best thing that you could possibly be. Um, (laughs) By the way, and let me just say, Streck, you look great. Yeah, you do look really great. I never get to see you with a tight (laughs) shirt. I know. Um, and I, you look great. Thanks, girl. I'm a Weight Watchers. I've lost 10 pounds. I know. What an Ooh. old person thing to be on, right? No, no. WW. It's the they hot call new it thing. WW now. Um, but let me give you a little bit of a background for my bestie, Taylor Strecker. She's a former driving ho- force, excuse me, behind Sirius XM's Wake Up with Taylor, uh, where she helped millions of people across the country wake up for 11 years. <laughs> And continues, uh, you know, her service nationwide. And she does a lot of Hey Girl Hey uh, fan base with her new independent radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. And let me emphasize a.m. because this bitch makes me wake up on Wednesdays. At 7 a.m. to make it to her radio show on Cry time. Cry me wherever I'm up at 6.30 every single fucking day. Uh, yeah, but you me get too. paid to do it. Your name is in the title. That's true. I pay you $50 a show. Don't sleep on it. Well, coin Sirius XM's little shot of espresso, and that she is, the Taylor Strecker Show, is guaranteed to wake your fucking ass up with a wildly authentic take on life. And in 2013, you moved from the morning show host of Cosmo Radio to Sirius XM's Stars Channel. Is yes, that correct? which is where they put all female talent on at Sirius XM, or at least that's what they did. Well, I mean, you got to interview interview like Kardashians, Channing Tatum, Everybody. Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez. I mean, you've met you met everyone and now Darren Karp, obviously, yes, and Liz obviously. Cully. Um, and you also host Getting Younger, which is on yes. television. If any of you have ever seen Younger on um Freeform, or no, no CW. CW, CW, oh, TV, TV Land. Land. It moved yes. a couple times, so it's on TV Land. You host the after show called Getting Younger. You got it. You look gorgeous on it. You get to talk to all the stars. You're yes. wonderful. Thank you. Um, and you really also- cute outfits on that show. I they- dress myself. Oh great. wait. Oh, you mean the actors on the show? No, you. No, you. Oh, thanks. She's so. Dumb. I mean, I swear. <laughs> She's so dumb. Um, and then you also have your own podcast called Taste of Taylor. Yes, I do. Wait, yes. How so, many shows is that? Oh, and don't forget, I'm also the host of Betch's Brides for Betch's and Media. Betch's Brides, that's Which correct. I was really offended that you didn't have me on that show while I was preparing for my wedding. Um, I Ooh. am not the producer. Wow. Uh, um, <laughs> well, let me just say, I, I mean, I think. I didn't know you wanted to come on. I did. I told you. I also want to go on any one of your shows. Hello. Duh, come whenever you want. Oh, my God. Yes. Your invitation here and now. Come. We, Yay. I often get made fun of because I do like 95 different jobs. I'm like a slashy, you know, I've got I think this, everyone I've got that, in this blah, blah. room does that. Well, I was yeah. going to say, I feel like you absolutely rival me, especially with that bio. You just do so many things and you're killing the games, Taylor Strecker. girl. And I you're mean, on tour with Stassi Schroeder. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. We're right about to go on our bougie bus tour 
don't let the irony escape you. We're on a fucking tour bus. It's going to be literal hell. Um, someone's going to die, and I think it might be Bo. And they made the fiance. rule, Liz, get this. So they made the rule, because I know this, because we've talked about it, that they're not allowed to poop on the bus. And no, no, it's not our rule. It's to all tour bus rules. No, it is the all tour. That's a fact. I know that. Um, so that's you not ever news. been on a tour bus with a band, sweetie? Uh, yes, I believe she has. Shit, I'm actually, actually late. Yeah, because I was poop. on tour. One, two. I also interviewed Lil Wayne when I worked at MySpace well, on a tour bus, and I thought I was poop. going to die on that tour bus. <laughs> no, none of us ever. Oh, you guys poop on your bus? I, I didn't. Know. Nope, nope, nope. We're not allowed to poop, so that's going to be interesting. And now it makes sense why Britney Spears was always on the side of like a highway with no shoes on in a <laughs> fucking disgusting gas station bathroom because of the tour bus rule. Yeah, that makes sense. It all makes sense. It does all Wait, make so sense. Wait, so I'm actually. I want to ask you because I've been curious. When you go on tour with Stassi. Like, do you do a comedy set first? Basically. So we're both rep by UTA. So UTA was like, you do your own tour. And I was like, no, because they told me what the stipulations were. And I was like, I... I learned from Sir Elton John, it's better to wait until you're 100% ready than like it, like chance it and then yeah. fail. So I was like, how about this? And I was like, I've been begging Stassi to go on a podcast tour for forever. I now, I now know because she's with you guys, you're going to set that up for her. And I said, listen, because we're friends, like obviously this is business, it's sensitive, but... If she wants, like, somebody there or, like, an opener, like, I think I could really do the job. So ask her if she's comfortable with that. And if she is, like, let's do that first. And then we can build out my own solo tour, like, in a few years when my social numbers are up. And, like, you know, I can actually, Your like... Your social number? Don't you have, like, a million followers? Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, four, like, like 900. Nobody and, matters, and like you know. Like, 40,000 less than a million. I have, like, 65,000 That's a lot. Give or take. I have a very strong 5,000. <laughs> She's killing also, the game. So it's called people. a micro influencer, and that is. <laughs> but I, uh, so anyway, so I, I offered my services, and then Stassi called me, and she was like, oh my God, girl, like my shoulders were to my ears. I was so nervous about this tour. Like you being a part of it is going to make me yeah. feel so much better. So, like, it was, but that's how I kind of got into okay. the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do you guys like interview each other, and then you record it? Well, basically, I set myself up to become like an opener, which is like a comedian. So I. I this is not I am not a comedian. I respect comedy so much that like it would be not fair for me to be like I'm a stand up comedian. I've never bombed in a basement, which is like a thing that like comedians do. Yeah, you never paid your dues in that way. But but I will say influencers are changing the game and podcasters are too. So like now people are selling out theaters who aren't necessarily oh, big comedians. Time. And it's like this weird, it, it's kind of like this silent war and struggle in the comedy world. But like then there's also comedians who are podcasters. So it's like everybody's in all the lanes, you know? Well, maybe you and I should be the warm up for your for her warm up. Done. We're the cool down afterwards. <laughs> we like, we like calm, we, we calm them down and we make it so unfunny that they're ready to leave. So just to circle back though, because we left out a little bit of a thing that I think is going to be a great transition. Sure. Because I'm producing while on the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I start going on your page, and it's you and Taylor. So imagine. Oh, yeah. Last time, last time I see Taylor Strucker at the Bubble Lounge, A-line skirt, losing her fucking mind, wants to marry Chad, <laughs> wants to move to Greenwich, Connecticut. Like, this is all I know. Accurate. So accurate. So accurate. Oh. Trust right, me. Because you texted me. You were like, is she gay now? And I start I looking oh, at oh, you and Taylor, and I'm doing kind of the weird thing where I'm like, is that her best friend? <laughs> is that like, what's going on? And then I said, I'm like, is she gay? And you're like, yes. I'm in my now apartment that I don't live in pacing the dining room like oh my god look at this we both like became like these you know lady loving women and so I think that is why it's actually this triple layer of fun it is yeah it is because you kind of discovered her sexuality like you were like I was oh. dying I was dying. and then I think I told you I was like tell her I'm a homo too but yeah I, I did the reverse and I was like doing a deep dive into your social <laughs> and I was like she's gay like me I know late in life lesbian yeah well yeah. so Strecker, how would you identify yourself? Because we oh, talk about Jesus. this a lot on the show where, in fact, I was just telling a previous guest, I was like, I think for you, like, you're still kind of getting comfortable with the whole thing. You're comfortable and you're out and all that stuff. But yeah. I feel like, you know, you say lesbian a lot. I don't like it, the term lesbian. I think it's right. a very aggressive S. It sounds like a Z and it's harsh. And, and you know what? It's our stereotype that we're harsh enough as it is. Jesus Christ. Like, we need one more thing. Right. So I like to say it lesbian, like thespian. It's mm-hmm. softer and it just rolls off the tongue better. Yes. Um, and I also, I say all the wrong things. I say, like, when I became gay and, like, you know, yeah. when I chose to come out, like, it's like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like everything we fight against. Right. I say it's so well, bad. I, that's also like one. I would say that's deep seated, like internal um, internalized homophobia, totally. which I have. I think everybody kind of has it, whether or not you want to admit it. Even Darren, who is the gayest person on the planet, probably has a little bit of like internalized Truth, homophobia. I was better. T- I, I I was a better advocate for the LGBTQ community when, when I was were. straight. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So totally. I mean, a hundred percent. And totally. then also, I think. You know, we grew up similarly. Like, I think you just don't, you just don't know what to say. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I'm always like, yay, gay rights. But you, <laughs> you but should like, have seen us yeah. at, the, at the Pride Parade. Darren and I are both like, not our thing, not our thing. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like so privileged to be Meanwhile, there. Sarni, who's also, who's going to be our like third guest, or basically our third host, because we talk about her all the time. Yeah, exactly. This one loves a goddamn New York Pride. Like, I've never even seen it. I know, it's it. so weird. <laughs> Look, <It's> just, <laughs> her best friend is as a lesbian. Basically, Sarni hangs out with only lesbians. Only lesbian. She's like a lesbian magnet for being so asexual herself. It's like very wild. It is very wild. You know, being asexual is the first step to being a lesbian. At least that was my journey. Also, yeah. she's not asexual. I'm gonna. I mean, no. She's, first of all, she's, Sarni also she's not attracted Sarni's, to me, and that's a problem. Sarni's boyfriend is also like beautiful. One of the arguably most handsome human beings in the world. That's why I say asexual because. It's lesbian or bust for me, Sarnia. So I mean, it's, there's just no possible way you can be straight. But, but no, I get your point. Like I, so what do you? If somebody came up to you and they're like, "Do you say?" Because I used to do this, and I'm I'm wondering since we're talking about identifying if it's the same thing. I, when I was kind of starting my coming out journey, I'd be like, I, well, what, and actually do, I still believe this is that I've always just loved people for people. Yes. I've loved guys. I've loved women. And you whatever. identify as bisexual, right? I do identify okay. as bisexual. I don't because for some reason I don't like that term. And like, no. Well, I can but, tell you why you don't like that. That is the worst. Bisexual people Put are, a pin in that after she finishes the story because I want to talk to you about okay. why you're uncomfortable. Go ahead, No, Liz. and I, I might be, I think I'm kind of addressing it. It's like, I actually don't really feel comfortable saying I'm bisexual ever. It Oh, no. I like, feel like... oh, she wants everybody. It's, right, like, right. it's like, how terrifying can Cake you eat? Cake and eat it, too, kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. both aisles. Well, I think like, people think it's, like, hoey. Totally. Like, my mom, I just, like, yeah, I'm a big old dyke. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, I can't even talk about the fact that I still like men. What? And here's the thing. I really don't think that I would be in a long-term relationship with a man, mm-hmm. quite frankly. But I just... I started to say that I was a lesbian or gay, and I was like, well, that kind of discredits a lot of yeah. the love I've had for men. Like Taylor saw in ninth grade, Max Duenas, who I was so in love with. So. Sure. And so I don't, yeah, yeah I really, I mean. So. But why, <laughs> but why do you think, why do you think that, I mean, I've dated men before. I'm not a gold star lesbian, never married or yeah. engaged or anything like that, but in a long-term relationship when I was younger. Um, and then Did you we, guys have sex? Oh, yeah. I lost my virginity to him. God, like, could you imagine a little cute Darren having sex with a dude? Have you seen Darren with long hair? Yeah. It I, will I, make I, your brain explode. Oh, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> Google it right now. Strecker was like, I, this isn't you. Like, she's like, what is it? <laughs> She's like, what is going on? You're like wearing Uggs and like blue jeans and like an Abercrombie t-shirt. I'm like, there was a time when. Meanwhile, for all the people at home, Darren is literally like head to toe black fucking helmet laying jacket. I mean, ex- I think that's a rolly on your wrist. If it is. I, I mean, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I love you, Liz, for knowing this shit. Um, combat boots and stuff. But here's what I wanted to talk about because. I have never, I, I find men attractive. I absolutely can say, like, like we're talking about Sarni's boyfriend. I'm like, oh my God, he's gorgeous, right? right? Like, I can say that without feeling like a sexual way about it. Um, but I wouldn't describe myself as bi. I don't see myself going on dates with men in the few. You know, I have before, but I don't see that. But why is saying bi considered more slutty or a little bit more, you know, like, oh, you want both? Because if it's just about the person, it's not like when you're bi, you're hooking up with more people. No, you're not. But I think that you that's, can be hooking up with the same amount. But I think that that is a perception, is I like agree. bi people are horny all the time for everybody. Right. And it's like, I that's like the last thing <laughs> I want That's actually exactly what bisexual people do. <laughs> they walk down the street and they go, oh, I'm horny for you, everyone. <laughs> you know if I was bisexual, that would be you me. You would? 
be. You know, like I can't be bisexual because the world would explode. But to our point, even oh my ha- God, Darren. To our point, even how we met though, because we were like, you know, well, Stassi, not every lesbian likes every lesbian. Like yeah. I'm not attracted to every lesbian but, out but there, but I am a lesbian. Do think that they think like, oh my God, you're gay, you're gay, you must like want to do it, whether it's two right. women or two men. Yeah, I totally. feel like that's the thing. So also to that effect, if you're bisexual, you must want to do it with everybody. There's this weird thing where like straight people, their sexuality is like a tenth of who they are, and then when you're gay or bisexual, if you're anything not straight, it becomes like the entire pie. It the does. complete identifier. And it's like, that is like such a small part of my life, like my sexual drive and like who it's I want It's almost uninteresting, right? Yeah, I mean, and I, I know lots of straight people who are the biggest hoes and the like- and They're like, usually the biggest hoes. Totally. Well, that's the thing because when you compare it to a heterosexual, it's like, I'm using Sony as an example because she's straight and right in this room, but it's not like she's attracted to every single guy she sees. She doesn't want to look up with every Sarnia's single guy. Sarnia's not attracted guy, to anyone. Except, Actually, except me I and can Nick. tell you that right now. <laughs> there is a few people in this world that Sarnia would give the time of day to. I know. Let hence me, me saying you. asexual, even though she's not. Um, gay or bust. But my point is that she's not attracted to every single guy. So why is the stereotype on us that it's like, oh my God, there's a gay person in the room. Darren's just, I mean, it's me, so I understand why you guys are saying that. That's accurate with Darren. Yeah. Darren oh my God. is that stereotype. Darren literally has hit on every single person on this goddamn show. It's insane. Of course she has. Yeah, I Except mean, I don't think she's ever hit on you or me. Uh-uh, no, she did in the hit, beginning. I definitely yes. have hit on Strecker oh before. My, well, then what 100%. am I, chap liver? Huh? I've hit on you. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I've hit on you for plenty of times. God, There's I'm just a... so many people hitting on you, Liz, you couldn't even tell that she was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's funny True. because, I mean, I, I uh, it's funny because, obviously, it, Taylor's, Strecker's girlfriend, I call her by the last name. because yeah, Just, just, just well, do. It's yes. easier for everyone. Her last so Strecker, Donnie. her last name is Donnie, who we call her Donnie. Donnie. Me and my girlfriend call her Donnie. That's cute. Yeah. So, um, but we, it's like we call them the Streckers because it's like, oh, we're gonna Donnie. go over to the Streckers. Like we're gonna because because I'm Alpha and Donnie's Donnie's younger. She's my age. Yep. You're a little bit older, and so it's like I don't know. We, like Carson, like she wears the pants in the relationship too. So do I. Um, but you know, I mean, Strecker had this idea when she's you know when she was first even now like where she thinks everything's the l word right and like everyone's just like hooking up in the bathroom so it's like yeah. if i went i was like hey donnie you want to come get a drink she'd be like well where are you going what are you doing why are you hanging like she didn't oh, when we i didn't want to be friends friend. with them for a very long time because right. i was terrified that one of them was gonna steal my donnie from me correct so that was like a, like i was in the lgbtq community perpetuating more than anybody the stereotype. stereotype absolutely and for my birthday this past year we went out on a double date um yeah, and I saw it and <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. We went to Soho House and then played like pool and like drank at but it was like even though this was only you know almost a year ago it was kind of our first time all really bombing we were all nervous um i was i wasn't that nervous i was scared i I was scared how carson was gonna be because why 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 would you be worried about carson my girlfriend's terrifying um (laughs) and and strecker's stick care of my girlfriend like it's a joke i haven't met her so i don't terrifying. she's terrifying but she loves me so like i'm okay now but obsessed with you she's terrifying but i was worried because if carson doesn't you know, I we I don't have a lot of lesbian friends, and so here's a couple that I really like, and I really want to like. I've never wanted to like impress friends as much as I wanted to impress you guys. Because I was like, oh, I really want that friends, and I relate so well, and we we work together. But like, it's so hard to find somebody in this industry, and Liz, I'm sure you can speak on this. That is not only um, someone you genuinely like, but you're in the same industry, and you don't compete with each other, and I you know. just want to help each other out. Like, Seriously. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, Strecker, can you do this, or can I do this? And it's like, oh my god, no problem. I'll help you out in any th- single way. Like, I've never felt that way about a friend that I didn't feel that I just was like so genuinely happy when they succeed. And I don't know if that makes me a bad friend to other people, but it's really no, hard because you're competing as a woman and as a gay woman. Well, there's also like a trust is a huge component to friendship, right? And so I think that that's at, at the core of it. We trust each other so much. Like yeah. I want good for you, you want good for me. Plus I feel like we're in a time now where- And we're never going to sabotage. No, but right. like I can't say that for everybody that I'm in a relationship with, like in terms of my friends. Totally. So I guess, I mean- I was it's gonna... hard. I, it's really, really hard. Especially as a gay woman, too, because you've got the two-factor, like... God, you... I just broke up a 20-some-odd-year friendship because she just could not be happy for me. Straight? Gay? Straight. Straight. And she does not like my wife at all. Really? Uh, that's, yeah. that's that's kind of a deal-breaker. To... Oh, it's a total deal-breaker, and she was awful to me. She was pregnant. I was getting married. I'm thinking we've been best friends for forever. What an amazing moment. You're pregnant. I'm getting married. We're all no. I will absolutely you. not. She went around town, said horrible things about me. 
you know, and my wife and all. And it just, it was so painful. And I thought about That's it. That's horrible. I'm sorry. It, it's okay. I haven't even talked to her because I just have nothing to say. Why, you know, why, I why would have you? nothing to say anymore. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's so funny that you guys bring up this dynamic of your relationship about being happy for each other. And like genuinely, like I just want her to do well. well. And no, and like, like you think about so. even us three at the table, right? Like I'm putting you guys in my branded car. Yes, you like are. CW. I mean, thanks, Queen. I generally we should have Liz ever. on if she's in New York to come on and be. Do you want to wake up early in the morning? Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. I was up at six o'clock. She this would morning. be a really good maybe. Did, I mean, I'm like not producing your show. I'm just saying it would be kind of fun to have that because the audience could see You're your coming on my podcast. Though, Please, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. No, that's that. That's a guarantee. So, but she has but, to come on when I'm on your show. Okay, yeah, fine. Yes. Whatever you, you want. You, um, also, can I come on multiple times? Because you're always on the goddamn show. Yes! I don't I know it. Okay, so, but what I was going to say is, like, think about us all sitting here. Like, I'm so happy for for both of you guys. I don't know. I mean, start, we'll bring up Sarni again. So I've never met anyone in my life I, like, could cry who's so nice and supportive of Oh, my God, friends. I know. And, like... What? And she it's, brought her, you and she brought you into my Look, life. Tears. I love it all. Um, she also Captain Sava hoed me from bartending and really captain jump started Sava. my career. She's um, the new captain of Below Deck, Captain Sava Ho. And uh, <laughs> will Andy, be. Andy, we're pitching you. You'll all um, see Sarni on no, TV one day. I do think that it's this, it's a bummer that, you know, people in the same industry or women in general can't be happy for each other or do this sabotage thing that you guys just pledged to never do. Right. But then in the lesbian community on top of it. I doing that. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And that's amazing. And it's just so interesting as you kind of add that extra layer of being gay and you're like, well, I mean, there's a girl that keeps messaging me about, and she's like, oh, you podcast? And I'm like, bitch, I've told you a hundred times that I do this shit. Is she like, saying that shadily? She is being shadily. Okay. She is being very shady. I mean, her sister is wildly famous, and I'm going to tell y'all after when we're not recording who she is. Okay. But she really wants to be famous. And she's like, well, aren't you just like a, an executive? I'm like, yeah, bitch, I'm an executive. Aren't you just, just an executive? Yeah, I was yeah, like, right. first of all, Yes, I have an insane day job. Also, I'm salesperson of the year. Thank you, motherfucker. Yes, yeah, preach up um, Hey, yeah. hey. Um, but also, like, I keep telling you what I'm doing, and I'm not going to have her on our show because I'm like, you cannot be happy for me. You keep being so weird about it. You know what it, it is? Okay, right. so I, I hate to, like, like put a generation on it, but I'm, like, I'm a cusper. I'm an elder millennial. So, like, I, I understand the plight of a Gen Xer. Yeah. Liz, how do you feel? I no, mean, I'm the same as you. You're, you're, you and same, I, yeah. yeah. Whereas, I, Darren, you're, like, full-blown millennial, right? I'm a millennial, yeah. I'm right I will in the middle. say, so be, having worked in both, like, in, in this industry for a long time, 15 years, I've experienced the Gen X. X version mm -hmm. and the millennial. And I'm telling you, that fucking five years difference, like my girlfriend Taylor, we're the same she was age, like, she's Johnny like, I loved high school. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I hate people that like high school because you, you must have been either delusional or really mean, but that's what we I grew agree. up in. That is what that we grew up in. That five year difference, they actually, did you ever see, Um, oh my God, what was it called? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Channing Tatum and then the chubby guy that I think is great. Joan Hill, thank you. And it is uh, uh, 21, uh, 21 Jump, Jump Street. Street. And they go back to high school and they like all the rules have changed. Yeah. That's for real. Well, you know what's really funny that you're mentioning this? So I had I dinner. what high school is, though, about that. Because like I had fine high school. That's oh, no. my point. Yeah, you're something's wrong. I was a tortured. actual tortured mess. T tortured. Tortured. Well, what, like, but, like, Max Swainius left me and got a girl pregnant. But that happens. But like, what, like, but no, what, it does mean, not mean happen. Mean girls, mean girls, mean, mean girls. girls. So mean, my point is that awful. Gen Xers yeah. come from a very. There's only one spot for a woman, and it's societal. It's not yeah. even their fault. It's like there's a one spot for a woman. There's only all of us are fighting for this one hot guy. It's very competitive. Whereas millennials are very. And think about podcasting. Radio is like old school Gen X. Very competitive. A lot of radio wars. A lot of fucking fighting. Fighting between co-hosts. Even yeah. podcasting. Everyone. The mentality is. All, all boats rise with, this, with the tide. So it's like, it's like I win, you win, you win, I win. We're, it's all very supportive. I really think it's, I do think it's generational. Well, and it's interesting. So I was having dinner with a friend the other day, but we were also kind of being nostalgic about how amazing it was to work in, because I was interning at Capitol Records in 2003. I was the first hip-hop intern ever. That's so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> it was. I mean, that so like, genuinely, I know that and came off kind of sarcastic. And I used to go in and sound booth or sound check the booths before artists would come in. It was like the best job. But I also would have to source cocaine and marijuana for the executives. <laughs> and also, if you've seen the movie Hustlers, 
that was the same years, and I was booking tables at scores for oh, them. I mean, it was the, the it was the craziest internship of my life. But you anyway, can close a deal, Liz Cully. You can really. I really book. can. Such I'm salesperson of the year. You really are. <laughs> so, um, those days don't exist anymore. Like we just, you know, everybody. Like, but don't. But don't you? Kind of a bummer. Do you know what I mean? Like you those. Miss that- I, I I'll miss... cut you mentality. Well, you know what it was? <laughs> well, Guess yeah. what? I worked my goddamn ass off. Yep. So did you. Not to say, And you obviously work your ass off too. But like, let me tell you, those days were not, not easy. Like, no. I mean, I walked into Capitol Records. They did never had a hip hop intern. Also, um, for those of you guys who don't know what I look like, um, I'm basically works. a chubby Olsen twin. So the fact that <laughs> I walked not. in to see Patrick Poor and I go, you've never had an intern because they don't care about hip hop artists here. Uh, they had just signed Chingy. I like it when you do it right there. Um, and <laughs> I was like, and I want to be that person. I mean, you had to like get it to get those jobs back in the day. And now it's like, Everyone gets a job. Everyone, Everyone gets, gets a, a trophy. seat at the table. Yeah, it's like yeah. bullshit. And, well, I you know? do. I do. I definitely even see that even in my generation, though. I, I'm in the strong millennial, and you're in the millennial. I am technically are, a millennial, but like technically, I'm not really. But I we mean, know the we, we know, know the, the dark side of of Gen X. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, listen, like. It's interesting because I feel like the Gen Xers, you know, I mean, with the millennials, I feel like we're changed the game in terms of the stereotypes of what we made being gay boring. Yeah, like we I, totally I, I will give millennials credit for that. They the made fact it boring. that you and I are both gay means that being gay is boring. Right. Totally. <laughs> I mean, I, totally. I, I do think that. Like, uh, you know, even when we were talking about the gay pride parade, it was like, it's so not us. Like, yeah. but you and I were, we were living, and Chris Burns, who's also on this podcast later today, was with us when we were on the Bravo Pride Pride so he can say it from the male perspective. But we were like, it was like one of the greatest days we've ever experienced. You know what I mean? It was like, amazing. And it's and I don't get like that. I mean, granted, I work at Bravo. I work for a very out gay man. I am enmeshed in gay culture in terms of just like I literally can't escape it. Like I don't work with any straight men, and I don't work with any gay women. I work with straight women and gay men, and that is literally it, um, except for Taylor Strecker. And uh, but I uh, uh, excuse me, my top liver. Um, <laughs> I'm like pretty sure we have a show together called Scissoring Isn't a Thing. You're bisexual. You don't count. Um, <laughs> you're on. You're on the low, low, low end. That's of the like the be- if you told my mom that she would love it. Well, <laughs> interesting that you bring up your mom because um, we talk about your mom quite a, lot. a bit. Uh, Babette, shout yes. out to Babette who hey, I met. Um, Babette was there. When- li- do you think she's going to listen to this? Does she listen to your stuff? She listens to the radio show, but she like doesn't get the podcast thing. That's, that's why. Good. That's why I get in trouble with Babette a lot because I'm I'm, I'm, too, I'm too open on the radio show. Yeah. Um, I get all the hard topics. Um, but interesting for you and your coming out story and like how you feel about it now as a 37 year old woman who is probably going to marry uh, Taylor. Um, you know, she seems to be like the one for you. Yes. You guys are have a great couple. I love you. We love you. We all stand. We all ship it, um, as the kids say these days. But for you, your coming out story was kind of unique because it didn't really happen in a formidable time in your life, meaning it wasn't like, I'm 17 and right. I'm going off to college. Right. Like the standard story. Certainly mine was like that. Um, so can you give a little bit about you coming out and how it was? And, you know, you ended a marriage. I'm not saying because you were gay. but that's I did certainly not end a marriage went- because of being gay. I want to be clear on that. Everyone always thinks that. And my ex-in-laws love to peddle that story around fuck town. Fuck you, Chad. Because then it's like, yeah, fuck oh. You, Chad. They're not culpable, right? We, we, she's been gay the whole time. She hoodwinked us. It's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Y'all right. were not nice to me. And guess what? I was not nice right back. We didn't get along. The, I, I got a, a divorce because I could not stand to be in that family for one more fucking second. And I was like, if I bring kids into this, it's just, I'm going to be tortured in this world. And listen, for some people, it might be a great atmosphere. It wasn't a great one for me. Yeah. So that's the reason I got divorced. And then I just happened to end up, I thought I was going to find another fucking rich dude. I moved to Wall Street to bag a billionaire bitch. Yeah, you were like right, exactly. Chad number two. Yeah. Where are you? No, Chad number like two with no sisters. That's what I was looking for. Before you continue the story, let me just ask you this, because obviously you and Donnie have a really good relationship. Yes. She's like a six foot tall blonde, gorgeous bombshell. And it's I absolutely torture. love her. It's literally Still torture. haven't met her. See her on the Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> Donnie doesn't exist. Like she doesn't exist. Um, now when I say that you know what like real love is and you look at the love that you have for Donnie yes when you look back at Chad um, (laughs) do you you guys love that I named him Chad well I don't want (laughs) to say I don't want to say his real name because I know it and I could actually blurt it out and I don't want to so Chad is good some sort of legal oh god he probably slept no 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 because we've said his first name on your radio show they tried to get me to sign an NDA and I was like that will be one million one billion dollars but when you look back now 
six years kind of removed, five years kind of removed. Do you do you look at the love that you had for Chad differently than you did then? Um, I look at the love I have for all of my exes. All but you of them are married. Men. That's a different type of connection. You to know, me. when I met Chad, yeah. I had like a string of bad boys because you know Liz Cully taught me how to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, Babette was not happy with that. And yeah. I remember thinking, like, this is a guy that I should want to marry. And this was the thing: is with no, all my you. I'm telling you because I was there. I'm telling you. You wanted that Here, ring, honey. Yeah, but and I your wanted, ring was fucking big as still fuck. got it, business. Yeah, you know what you should do. Shit. You should reset. You know what you should do. You should make it into a no, necklace. No, I should not. Why not? He was like, make this a necklace and wear it close to your heart. So sweet. But I'm oh, not doing that. I'm no. gonna reset that shit and give it to myself when I propose to Taylor. I'm gonna uh, get her a brand new oh, ring. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to talk about like the love plot. That was a great question, and we'll come back to it. Thank you. You yeah. are yours. One hundred percent an asshole. Not using the same <laughs> diamond. No, yes, no, no, I am. No, you're not. Yep. No, nope, you're not. Yep. You're gonna come to LA when you're on the hold tour, on, and we're gonna on. go to my jeweler, and we're gonna sell hold it, and on. I'm gonna get you a new. No, I have convinced Strucker. No. That marriage and 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 wedding rings are a waste of money. But that's beside the point. If you, by the way, Strucker, you know that you're more on my side all, now. I know you are. Kind of. Oh, look who TBD. it is, the fun police. <laughs> first of all, I am telling. I also bought my own goddamn ring because my wife does not believe in spending money like that. And guess Why what? Am I not my ring is the shit. Yeah, your ring is the shit. Um. You cannot use the same diamond. Okay. Well, if we had like a phone, if this was like real radio and we had callers, I'd be like, please phone in and let me know what you think about using the former ring of Chad for Taylor Donahue. I also gorgeous. Wanna, I also want to go back to that because it's interesting about stereotypes. Like, do people ask you like, well, who's gonna propose? Yeah, who's gonna get on one? And, and weirdly, I got sucked into like, I'll propose to Taylor Donahue, and now I'm like. I want fuck that. Yeah, I, I proposed. It was awful, and all, I, it was I was terrible. I was so bad. No, at it. you were on you were on the beach, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, we were on like a deserted island in near, like in between Thailand and fucking the Philippines, and I just blew the. I was horrible at it. I think, I'm gonna suck at it too. Yeah, I I threw the sewer. I'm not good. Whoa! I was like, <laughs> if you don't do this, then I'm suing you for the best years of my life. She's like, honey, are you having a seizure? No better way to get someone to marry you than back them into the situation. I just, I think there no are, better way. Listen, I, I, really I believe in marriage that. wholeheartedly because of no, this. No, I literally said that to her. She'll tell you. But I think it is bad juju using the same diamond. My dad also agrees with that. So listen, TBD, TBD on the ring. Why don't you just sell it? Because it loses so much fucking value. No, it doesn't. Value. Come with me to LA. Okay, I got fine. a guy. If you can get me the money, honey, okay. I'll take it. So, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Do you, you know, I'm, I'm just wanna, I Do just want to. Do I view the love differently? Here was the thing was I would like always get crushes on guys and then like, or they would like me. No, actually, truthfully, I was the kind of girl that like the guys would pick me. And I was like, you like me? Let's date and get married. Like so unempowering. And so I thought sex was for guys. So like once we'd finally like, it was like exciting leading up to sex. I make guys wait forever because like that's what my mom told me to do. So by the time we'd have sex, I would be like, I guess, excited for that. But then like very quickly lose interest and feel like, oh, that was a letdown. That was wasn't that fun? And you didn't yeah. attribute that to anything other than like it's just not the right guy or it's just not how I'm feeling, right? No, you weren't like I really thought that women that said they love sex were like either skanks or liars. And I was like, this is just women. Women aren't that into sex and are kind of asexual and like it's all for the men. So for me, it was like that that sexual chemistry was like non-existent really. So I would have sex with my boyfriends because like duh, but I didn't really like you were like looking it. forward. To oh it. God, no! It was like a fucking chore. So then I was like picking all the wrong. So like the sexual chemistry wasn't even a thing. So then I was just picking guys based off of like them being hot and like bad, and that wasn't working out for me. Interesting back then. Yeah. Yeah. So then when I met husband, he was like super interested in me, and I was like, "This is a guy that you marry. He's like mm -hmm. responsible. He's financially solvent. Like he is a gentleman. He's very like polite to me. He doesn't push me. He's Proper. A good, he's a good guy. So I'm like, this is who I should marry. And so I, even though I wasn't like head over heels for him. Had I been head of heels for other guys, like in terms of crushes, maybe temporarily, but like again, it wasn't really a driving force behind like what motivated me to get into a long term relationship. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, this is the guy. So I was like, I kind of felt like I would learn to love him on a deeper level as the years went on because he was like such a good guy. Yeah. You know, like in my mind, and at the time that I had drinks with you, I was living with him, and that was a huge thing for my parents. Was like, yeah, you don't buy the cow, you can get the milk for free. Yeah. So I was panicked about getting engaged because I didn't want to keep lying to my parents about living with him. So that's oh, what that was about. And I told I didn't my mom, know that. I told my mom and dad that, like, 
that was a really major reason why I was so like quick to get engaged. And my mom is so upset because she feels like she kind of inadvertently pushed me into something like if I could have just lived with him and dated for a long time, maybe I wouldn't have ended up marrying the wrong person kind of a thing. Because oh, once that train's going, it's going. Well, I do believe, I mean, you live with Johnny now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and Rachel obviously lived together before you got married. Oh, yeah. And I how mean, many years was that? We were together five years before we got married. But yeah, living together like for five? Le- no, we didn't move in until like a year and a half. And then we moved in together. I Listen, I think also, and, and it'd be interesting to get your take on it. I know, we know, Darren, you do not believe in marriage. But yes. for those of us that actually like, do. Do. Uh, let me just state though, it's not like I believe that you're like it's a sham marriage. Oh, I don't no, want anyone no. out there thinking saying, that no. I'm like, oh fuck you for I just for me. Okay, yeah, fine, yeah, fair. But you know, I what's interesting about you know relationships that I've had in the past and with Rachel is that I didn't feel that like insane, crazy, obsessive, like, obsessive. Um, yes, am I head over heels in love with? I mean, I look at Rachel. I think she's the cutest little thing. Did you see that thing on my Instagram where you play the game with the filter? Yeah. And she like kept it was a designer, it was diet Prada and she kept getting Celine and I was like, she's so cute. I just I love her on such Look, like who cares about that story? But I do. But I I think <laughs> love. I love her so much, but it's not a crazy love. And I'm sure she would say the same thing about me. And I think it was stable. In, it's very it feels like home. It feels it sounds so corny whoa did I just like smack <laughs> that was weird um it feels it's been like a while a, for you Liz. a very Ooh. a very <laughs> stable <laughs> love and I think what's interesting is that you know I think when people get married really young it's that crazy fucking love and it sometimes can fizzle out fizzle out or it doesn't feel real or I don't know I just think when you're older and it's also two women it is such a deep 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 love but it's a thoughtful love well very thoughtful I mean so for me to like so we dated for a long time and it was a secret I pulled her back in the closet because I'm like I am not ready to like proclaim this to my friends and my family and I'm newly divorced and like no one's gonna believe this and so it took me a while to like come to that place so I mean in the beginning with me and Tay it was like irrational crazy like stupid I'm like like well and it was I'm your first so in right. love. but it was also the first girl for you right and yes. that is a psycho love and I've never been with any other woman besides never, Taylor right never okay. and I literally was like I get why people like sex I get it. That was like that, and that's when I was like, I guess I am gay. But I always joke. Well, probably with Tay. because you had been with men, no one had gone down on you in fucking ten years. Anyway. I mean, they have, but not well. Yeah, fair. I'm not even sure you like that now. I do too. Well, I don't know, Taylor. Shut up. Did you know what you were doing <laughs> the first time you had sex with Donnie? Oh my god, it was so scary. I was like somebody in middle school. I was like, we're gonna go every single base, super duper slow. And I said, <laughs> until we do that thing where I go down there, like we can't even say we're in a relationship because what if I hate it oh yeah then what you know i so i was really not i I mean i was treading very lightly and then i did that and i thought you know what a dick's worse and then i thought dick is so much worse and i thought and also like that's true our vaginas aren't as gross as i thought they're kind of nice and they don't smell bad at all so i i I gained vagina confidence so that's a bonus to being a lesbian yeah um summer's eve please sponsor us (laughs) Whatever that thing also, is called. Also, you kind of shouldn't be putting some residue don't in your do vagina. That. No, you shouldn't. Just d- definitely don't do I've that. I've never done it. Your vagina's I've never fine done it without it. So no no more sponsorships, sorry. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I mean, we'll take all the lube sponsorships you got out there, though. Ooh, um, but I'm, you felt, mm-hmm. did you feel this new sense of confidence? Like, did you feel yes. like at a, at, a, at a later age, again, we're young, I understand that for all the listeners, but at 31, 32, I mean, you're a full-blown adult. I got a divorce. Like, right. that was so fucking hard. Right. So after that, I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm invincible. Can I can do anything. But it was very difficult coming out. And I can't imagine the struggle. Like, if you are, like, God, if you're prepubescent and you kind of, like, know, or you're in high school or even college, even your 20s, like, that shit is so scary. Yeah, it is. And I came out because I was madly in love and it was undeniable and, like, I had to live my truth. But I was, at even in my 30s, terrified. Fine. And I came out on the air and I immediately cried after and said that was a huge mistake. I shouldn't have fucking done it. I should have stayed closeted. Like, I was really freaked out. Because not only for, you know, what people don't realize is, like, for me, the hardest part about coming out was coming out to myself and realizing, like, who I was. And then, like, everything else would fall into place. But you didn't really have that luxury because you kind of came out when you were already such this personality that yeah. everyone was like, Taylor's my best friend. Well, I mean, famous. literally every She's single famous. time I talk to Andy, <laughs> right? Like, Andy's notorious with names. We talk about this all the time. But if I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with Taylor Strecker. 
I'm going on Taylor Strecker's show, he says, hey, girl, hey, which is her saying. Yeah. So it's like- You are a famous person. Her friends, like <laughs> Andy I'm, Cohen I'm saying not. your like little- I had saying. him on my radio show when he came over to Syria. Yes. We did cross promotion. I literally remember so. the email coming from that being like, taste of Taylor. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. The and Taylor then like Strecker literally- show. Oh, wait. Wake up with Taylor. Wake up with Taylor. And then like, I, I, you know, I get like fans all the time being like, hey girl, hey, hey girl, hey, hey girl. I'm it's like, oh. It's my moniker. Yeah, it's it is your moniker. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, I, but, but so I came out though under, the, under that circumstance. Two so, billions of people. I mean, you came out to your fans, which I, but like. But I had to because I, for, I, I went, I'm not radio silent, but like I wasn't talking about, I couldn't talk about my divorce while I was going on because my lawyer said it would be bad if it goes to court. Big so time. the audience is like six months behind. And then I literally am like, I can't come out that I'm digging a girl because they're, they're going to think that's what the divorce is about. And also, like, it's like my audience can't handle divorce and gay, like, too much. So I waited, like, almost an entire year to come out. So I was so coy about my life. And it was pissing my audience off because they're like, something is up and we can't put our finger on it. So I knew I had to come out. And I came out, um, like, July. It must have been, like, 5th or 6th. It was right after the 4th of July. And I was at my manager's Hampton's house with my family and Taylor's family. It was the first time they are ever meeting. It was so awkward. And, yeah. but I But at least we had done that. That. And so I was like, but I didn't tell my parents I was going to come out in the air because I knew that they would convince me not, not to, to do, do it. it. And so I did it. And my parents didn't talk to me for like a week after I came out in the air. And I was like, they just need to let it marinate. And my parents weren't awesome when I first came out. But like now they've come around. Tay and I have been together now for like almost five years. And they're they they're wonderful now. But like it, it was not easy in the beginning. It's, it's interesting because um, we've been talking to a lot of people about their coming out stories. Mine was similar. I mean, my mom lost her mind. We didn't talk for almost six months. My mom and I too. Oof, it was just, it was sad. And yeah. it, actually, if I'm being really honest, um, for my two fans that are listening to this show, because <laughs> um, I feel forced to tell the truth right now to all of you and be honest. Um, hey girl, hey. <laughs> it, it, it drastically changed our relationship, I think, for forever. And, um, you know, I, it's interesting. You're like, oh God, should I come out of the closet? What is, does this feel real? getting married I was like damn I'm marrying a chick whoa this yep. is pretty gay yeah. like it does you know kind of sit with you it, it is this weird thing when you come out later like you and I did or you know whatever um so yeah I mean and I'm glad that your parents came around my parents obviously came around sure. as well but it is funny because a lot of the people we've been asking they're like yeah are particularly the mothers, mothers. it's the moms that don't talk to you I, I, and, and you know I've thought about this a lot because I feel like it's mothers that you know, you live vicariously through your daughter. Of course. You know what I mean? Because they're representation. They're, you're representing them in some sort of way, like the next generation. And yeah, so, you're their human report card. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. And I think, and you know, like everything that, that you do mm -hmm. reflects back onto them. You know, how are you raised and this and that, and she's wild and this and that. But I do think that, you know, parents, and not everyone, but I think in our three situations from what I know about your both stories, uh, it's that, you know, they had this idea of what they wanted their yeah, kid to be. Yeah, she was supposed to live in Greenwich with Chad. Yeah. I was and supposed sounds, to live down the street. And that sounds so <laughs> We're supposed secure. to go to the yacht club. We're <laughs> supposed to go to the tennis club. Our kids were supposed to be in swim lessons. Hello. We're supposed no, to be, wear a seersucker with fucking lobsters embroidered on Yeah. Them. Well, and certainly for my, you know, certainly for my grandfather, who's 95, which is obviously like generations difference. You know, for him, first off, I'm in a career that's unorthodox that did not exist when he was growing up. Like yep. women were not in entertainment in the fucking 40s. 40s, uh, very rare. And then not only that, but he's like, how are you going to make, so how are you going to make a living? Right. And then how are you going to make a living without a man? Yeah. So it's like that extra layer of I it, know. you know? And I'm kind of like, no, I'm making more money than most people. Like, I'm fine. Like, everything's going well. But it's it's this extra layer of just, like, convincing them. And I think with moms, especially, they put this sort of, like, st like this own their own stereotype on it. Oh, of you course. know, like, yes. they your mom knows that you're going to be wildly su successful in the entertainment industry, and you are, and you're She's on your famous. own. She's very famous. I don't person. know that I'm, I, I'm not convinced I'm going to be wildly successful. Like, but I'm, I'm sure she believes You're famous in you. already. I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Really, We're all really not. Um, but I'm fame adjacent. That's my saying. I know. I'm Isn't it, it so good? It's so good. I Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of your podcast. I mean, can I steal it? Can you give me credit? Yes. Okay, Why? so we said, you know, definitely you'll probably marry Taylor. Yes. It's no, happening. No, definitely. Okay, are There's you not guys, a question. guys going to both wear dresses? Oh, God. I'm... Yeah, I mean, I'm so jealous of your wedding pictures because that's what I like. If I'm gonna have a lesbian wedding, no, I'm getting someone's Donny. wearing a fucking suit. I'm getting done. But Taylor suit. is like, I want to wear like a simple like Ralph Lauren slip dress, and she's so fucking gorgeous. Like, I feel very, th th I'm madly in love with her. 
I want to marry her. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. There's not even a question about it. Here are the things I don't want to do. Stand next to her in a fucking dress. Yeah, I'll that's be like in real. a cupcake dress. And she'll be like this like. A-line skirt. Like, no. She'll, she'll, oh, yeah. Full on. Yeah. She'll be like in this like sleek thing. There is this weird like competition sometimes in lesbian relationships too. I knew it. I've been saying this. So uh, again, like I, who's prettier or like uh, like why is she with her and like I feel like I'm like the lesser like in, no way. in a that's how I feel in a heterosexual relationship if a guy's not as good looking as the girl guys are like yo bro 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 look good at job, what I bro, told you yeah, yeah. yeah but like I've had guy friends and girlfriends say to me like whoa how'd you get Donahue and I'm like I am a girl you yeah. can't say that to I me. will tell you that I only th- asked you that five times Taylor relax okay every time face. I show people our wedding pictures they always just gush about how great Rachel looks and I'm like well what about me and my beautiful custom dress which actually my dress would have looked w- would look I, amazing I will wear you. I will wear a dress just like yours. Well, I you have should a, have my friend design it because that's. I have a simple done. solution to this, ladies. Just date someone that looks exactly like. Oh yeah, like Darren, Darren does. fucking exactly. Yeah, yes. narcissist. And it here. gets rid of everything because everyone's like, oh, this makes sense. Taylor and I got in a huge fight one time because I asked her not to wear heels to the VMA red carpet. I was walking it, and she was coming. Was she gonna walk? See, because you're a famous person. We weren't sure. Okay, and so correct. I she said I'll wear flats because I said you're so tall. I said I am having such a body image issues, and also like you being like six foot everything and just thin and towering over me makes me look like like a little like stumpy gnome so i said please oh God, just wear flats do me a solid she was like yes and as we're walking out the door she's like i can't i need heels and i'm like i fucking hate you you're selfish you're ruining my life and every time tana go to a wedding sarny we get- just like had a heart attack as you were saying that she was like oh my god like <laughs> she wore the heels yeah right right yeah. what a bitch my moment <laughs> what a bitch it's my moment and but the thing is we get in fights at every single wedding we go to and i realize why because usually she dresses very, and no, she dresses very <laughs> like tomboyish, like, you know, yeah. like, like an off-duty model, but like, she's very double RL. Very, like very rough denim. Lauren. Yeah. Very like, um, open button down shirts or like a t-shirt, t-shirt yeah. and uh, jeans. Like, but, a lot, and I love that. But when we go to weddings, she feels comfortable in a dress and heels. And I'm not used to her being the girly one. I'm the girly one. I'm going to convince and her. And so God. I get in fights with her. It's fucking crazy. Well, first of all, I... There was would... never any doubt you were going to wear a dress, right? On your <sighs> wedding? Like, you were never like, maybe a suit could be cool. I have I know you're feminine. ass. Same. Suits That's look why we're friends. fucking stupid on me. Do they, really? A hundred percent. I look like a stripper who's, like, going to their temp job. Well, I... <laughs> I, I will. That's. I wish I could wear a suit. Are you insane? I would. What look, could have been, Liz? I know. I would look amazing. I know. I could have. I will say there is a certain body type for it, though. Yeah. There, yeah. And I don't. Donahue have, has it. And Donahue I. You and I do it. not. I do have not. it. We need a fucking princess gown. Yeah, well, hundred yeah. percent. But even Carson, like, um, who looks good in a suit, she has big boobs. Like, she, like Carson has a rack oh, on I her. I love boobs. And but I don't. Like, I literally like we talk about all the chublets. Um, and yeah. like they don't exist. And uh, so for me, suits look like. Kind of, I'm saying normal in a way that looks like. Darren, we know you look great in a suit. Yeah. I'm just saying it is a certain body type, but like there was never a question. That Rachel you... has big boobs. My wife has big boobs that I love. Um, <laughs> I know. But you're, you're, you're a boob I woman. love boobs. It's my favorite thing. You're a boob um, woman. But she looks good in a suit. It's it's really the hip thing. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter about Maybe the boobs. Maybe it is it's a the hip. It it's is like hips. if you have hips, you look like a dum-dum. Yep. It like looks like you're, you could be wearing, honestly, a helmet laying Yves Saint Laurent or excuse me now Saint Laurent um, anything Celine suit and you look like if like I can, Jennifer Lopez like yeah. trying to be like whatever movie where she's like in a temp agent you know, if I could have idea. a brand ambassador it'd be Saint Laurent like if I could wear Saint one 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 wardrobe the rest of my life it would be Saint Laurent uh, obviously one label okay just we've saying. been talking for two hours oh my god shut up no I'm just kidding um, <laughs> oh my this is what happens when you're late Strucker sorry just slightly late um, i mean it's all right. you have a hundred shows which i can't wait to be the guest on yes um, you will um one w- quick thing before we go though uh and i didn't want to interrupt you were oh, you gonna no. say a question oh, no no take it away when after you came out with your fans at serious did you face any like backlash some yes oh you but did more love and support than negative but i had some people um I, I had a listener who actually reached out to me and she said like you coming out was so pivotal for me because I am also struggling with coming out um and thank you so much for doing so um however my sister is not supportive of me coming out and it's like really a hard thing for me and also we used to listen to your show together and she has stopped listening to your show since mm. which I thought was just so I wild. bet she's a homo too she's a big old lesbo I mean, that's what, I mean that's what that means did uh-huh. you just blot on the outline? Yeah, I had to. My lipstick's being weird. Charlotte Tilbury, the best lipstick. That oh, I my ever. God. Pillow talk. 
Yeah, I'm wearing pillow time. I right know. Now. I wear I wear it for my People TV reality check show that I do oh, Monday here through Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern <laughs> that Taylor Strecker's been a guest on. Um, uh-huh. And you're coming back. Yeah. Wait, can I be a guest on that show? No. You should. No, you should. You absolutely should. I would love to have you on. Fast Five. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. It's, it's I I love hanging out with you two. I know. We're just <laughs> but that but bringing back full conversation before I let you go. It's nice to have a really good friend, both of you, obviously. But she's our guest, so I'm going to highlight her for a second because Liz and I are obviously like partners in this and have been supportive of each other since we've met. 100%. And I fell in love with you the moment we met through Sarni. But with you, someone who I get to see every single day, pretty much. Yeah. And co-host on Wednesdays, only listen on Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesday show, and I get in a lot of trouble on her show because they give me all. All the hard topics in fact like I always yeah. get like the most like controversial topics to talk about and they expect me to be able to do this um, but it's so nice to have a, a genuine friend that I can call a friend that I absolutely love that it's so not competitive and it just feels like I can open up my whole world to you in any vulnerability and I really appreciate I, I, I really appreciate it you know in the Hamptons the four of us really we sat down and we were drinking and we talked about like we really had a long conversation about like monogamy um, you know, uh, cheating on each other, yep. uh, how we came to be, or marriage. Like we went fucking deep. I know. I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> even though, <laughs> I, even though you guys are younger than well me, but I mean, well, Carson's, Carson's your, my Carson's age, thirty-five. But like you guys have been in the lesbian game longer than I for sure. Yes. But I like I do feel like you're our lesbian um, spirit animals because like Taylor has never been in a relationship before. Taylor, my t- so you're both each other's first. I'm like oh. she's my first and only girl ever. I've never even like made out with a girl. Which Liz? So how just, did we not make out back twenty that's years ago? Something I need to know. But Liz, wouldn't you normally say just? Just before you finish that, wouldn't you normally say if it was a first-time lesbian relationship, you're like, it's going to be great, but it's not going to work out? Yeah. Always, I of would course. say that. Well, that's my biggest fear, you know? Right. Well, truthfully, if, to like no. kind of come full circle, if it didn't work out, I would be so fucked. Because honestly, I don't think I would continue dating women. That just like doesn't, who knows? But like, it just doesn't appeal to me. Like, I am so in love with Taylor. I would just, I talk about this with Stassi all the time because she's so madly in love with Bo. I would just give up on love. I'd find some really old, like terminally ill, rich, <laughs> dude Me and too. just call it a fucking day that's yeah, what i would right do and just be like this is easy and it's just com- companionship Ra- i tell rachel that all the time i was like but she also does this weird thing with me where she will look at me sometimes and be like uh i gotta die first i'm yep. like what yep. she's like i won't yep. be able to live yep. and she goes and then she keeps telling me that i'm really like better at making friends than she is and that i'll be fine i'm like what the fuck <laughs> oh my god like wow it's really weird i don't know this is what happens when you get married it's not me and carson's relationship at all but i always <laughs> joke with tay like i'm t- like tay's a total lesbian she's and she's like and what are you and i'm like i'm straight oh <laughs> shut up you're the man one I'm a, I'm a straight man. Yes. Oh, for crying out loud. I know. What's well, weird, please. though, is one of her old old co-hosts on her show, who's a lesbian, is dating Carson's first girlfriend. Isn't that fucking weird? Lesbians. The, I, the lesbians. I was world, just going to say, fucking lesbian. Taylor Strecker, where can everyone find you? You guys can follow me on social media, at Taylor Strecker. I mean, Instagram is really my boo thing. Like, yeah, follow me on Twitter, but like, eh. Um, also, I follow you on Twitter. That's how I found you again. I literally yeah. haven't even Don't gone to find- the app in months. Yeah, but everyone's just like tweet. Everyone's Instagramming their tweets. I can't fucking stand that. Oh, I love doing that. Me so, too. Oh, I'm here for it. Um, you can also listen to my podcast. It's free. Taste of Taylor. It's with Dear Media. And um, then, I mean, if you really love, if you want to pay six ninety nine a month. Six dollars and ninety five cents, Darren. Oh, ninety five. Excuse me. Excuse a month me. for Monday through Friday, eight to ten a.m. Yes. EST. It's live worth it. It's worth talk it. Talk radio show. Go to taylorstrucker.com and subscribe. It's very fun. It's very worth. That the co-hosts are wildly attractive. I'm going to be on it, and yes, Liz you is going to be on it. Taylor, thank you so much for not only being a friend, but uh, coming in and talking Thanks, to us on guys. Scissoring isn't a thing. I thank love you, you guys. We love you. Please make sure to uh, post about it on your Instagram because you are a famous person. <laughs> Shameless plug. Thank you for listening to Scissoring Isn't a Thing. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>